Chapter 9 of the Story of the Atlantic Cable. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Story of the Atlantic Cable by Charles Bright. Chapter 9 The Celebration. On landing at Valentia, the engineer-in-chief at once sent the following startling but welcome message to his board, which was at once passed on to the press. Charles Bright, to the directors of the Atlantic Telegraph Company. Valentia, August 5th. The Agamemnon has arrived at Valentia, and we are about to land the end of the cable. The Niagara is in Trinity Bay, Newfoundland. There are good signals between the ships. We reached the rendezvous on the night of the 28th, and the splice with the Niagara cable was made on board the Agamemnon the following morning. By noon on the 30th, nautical miles were laid between the ships. On the 31st, 540. On the 1st, August, 884. On the 2nd, 1,256. On the 4th, 1,854. On anchoring at six in the morning in Dulles Bay, 2,022. The speed of the Niagara during the whole time has been nearly the same as ours, the length of cable paid out from the two ships being generally within ten miles of each other. With the exception of yesterday, the weather has been very unfavorable. On the afternoon of Thursday, August 5th, as already described in the Times report, Bright and his staff brought to shore the end of the cable at White Strand Bay, near Knightstown, Valentia, in the boats of the Valorous, welcomed by the united cheers of the small crowd assembled. Taken entirely by surprise, all England applauded the triumph of such undaunted perseverance and the engineering and nautical skill displayed in this victory over the elements. The Atlantic Telegraph had been justly characterized as the great feat of the century, and this was re-echoed by all the press on its realization. The following extracts from the leading article of the Times the day after completion is an example of the comments upon the achievement. Mr. Bright, having landed the end of the Atlantic cable at Valentia, has brought to a successful termination his anxious and difficult task of linking the old world with the new, thereby annihilating space. Since the discovery of Columbus, nothing has been done in any degree comparable to the vast enlargement which has thus been given to the sphere of human activity. The rejoicing in America, both in public and private, knew no bounds. The astounding news of the success of this unparalleled enterprise, after such combats with storm and sea, created universal enthusiasm, exultation, and joy, such as was, perhaps, never before produced by any event, not even the discovery of the Western Hemisphere. Many had predicted its failure, some from ignorance, others simply because they were anti-progressive by nature. Philanthropists everywhere hailed it as the greatest event of modern times, heralding the good time coming of universal peace and brotherhood. In Newfoundland, Mr. Field, together with Mr. Bright's assistant engineers, Messrs. Everett and Woodhouse, and the electricians, Messrs. De Sauti and Laws, received the heartiest congratulations and welcome from the Governor and Legislative Council of the Colony. While acknowledging these congratulations, Mr. Field remarked, We have had many difficulties to surmount, 
many discouragements to bear and some enemies to overcome whose very opposition has stimulated us to greater exertion it was a curious coincidence that the cable was successfully completed to valentia on the same day in eighteen fifty eight on which the shore end had been landed the year before moreover it was exactly one hundred and eleven years since dr afterward sir william watson had astonished the scientific world by sending an electric current through a wire two miles long using the earth as a return circuit it is also worthy of note that the first feat of telegraphy was executed by order of king agamemnon to his queen announcing the fall of troy one thousand eighty four years before the birth of christ and that the great feat which we have narrated was carried out by the great ship agamemnon as has been here shown mr bright and messrs canning and clifford and the rest of the staff as well as professor thompson and the electricians were absolutely exhausted with the incessant watching and almost unbearable anxiety attending their arduous travail valentia provided a haven of rest indeed for these toilers of the deep completely knocked up with their experiences on the atlantic not to mention their previous trials and disappointments then came a series of banquets which had to be gone through soon after his duties in valentia were over bright made his way to dublin here he was entertained by the lord mayor and the civic authorities of that capital on wednesday september first on this occasion cardinal wiseman who was present made an eloquent speech and the following account of the proceedings from the morning post may be suitably quoted the banquet given on wednesday the first by the lord mayor of dublin to mr c t bright engineer-in-chief to the atlantic telegraph company was a great success the assemblage embraced the highest names in the metropolis civil military and official cardinal wiseman was present in full cardinalite costume the usual toasts were given and received with all honors the lord mayor in proposing the toast of the evening the health of mr bright dwelt with much eloquence on the achievements of science and paid a marked and merited compliment to the genius and perseverance which in the face of discouragement from the scientific world had succeeded in bringing about the accomplishment of the great undertaking of the laying of the atlantic telegraph his lordship's speech was most eloquent and highly complimentary to the distinguished guest mr c t bright mr bright arose amid loud cheers to respond he thanked the assemblage for their hearty welcome and said he was deeply sensible of the honor of having his name associated with the great work of the atlantic telegraph he next commented upon the value of this means of communication for the prevention of misunderstanding between the governments of the great powers and then referred to the services of the gentlemen who had been associated with him in laying the cable with whom he shared the honors done him that night mr bright was warmly cheered throughout this eloquent speech his eminence the cardinal descanted in glowing terms on the new achievement of science brought to a successful issue under the able superintendence of mr bright he warmly eulogized that gentleman's modest appreciation of his services to the world of commerce and to international communication in general charles bright was honored with a knighthood within a few days of landing as this was considered a special occasion and as queen victoria was at that time abroad 
the ceremony was performed there and then by his excellency the lord lieutenant of ireland on behalf of her majesty bright was but twenty-six years of age at the time being the youngest man who had received the distinction for generations past and no similar instance has since occurred moreover it was the first title conferred on the telegraphic or electrical profession and remained so for many years with professor thompson and other colleagues sir charles bright was right royally entertained in dublin killarney and elsewhere the lord lieutenant taking a prominent part in the celebrations on the occasion of the killarney banquet his excellency made the following remarks apropos of the cable and its engineers when we consider the extraordinary undertaking that has been accomplished within the last few weeks when we consider that a cable of about two thousand miles has been extended beneath the ocean a length which if multiplied ten times would reach our farthest colonies and nearly surround the earth when we consider it is stretched along a bed of shingles and shells which appeared destined for it as a foundation by providence and stretching from the points which human enterprise would look to and when we consider the great results that will flow from the enterprise we are at a loss here how to sufficiently admire the genius and energy of those who planned it or how to be sufficiently thankful to the almighty for having delegated such a power to the human race for whose benefit it is to be put in force cheers let us look at the career which this telegraph has passed since it was first discovered at first it was rapidly laid over the land uniting states communities and countries extending over hills and valleys roads and railways but the sea appeared to present an impenetrable barrier it could not stop here however submarine telegraphy was but a question of time and the first enterprise by which it was introduced was in connection with an old foe and at present our best friend imperial france here here the next attempt which was successful was the junction of england and our island and which was i believe carried out by the same distinguished engineer sir charles bright whose name is now on the mouth of every man here here other submarine attempts followed the telegraph paused before the great atlantic like another alexander weeping as if it had no more worlds to conquer but it has found another world and has gained it not bringing strife or conquest but carrying with it peace and goodwill applause i feel i should be wanting if i did not allude in terms of admiration to the genius and skill of the engineer sir charles bright who has carried out this enterprise and to the zeal and courage of those who brought it to a successful termination applause it is not necessary i am certain to call attention to the diligence and attention shown by the crew of the agamemnon cheers because i am sure there is no one here who has not read the description of that voyage in the newspapers the zeal and enterprise were only to be equalled by the skill with which it was carried out i believe there was only a difference of twelve miles between the two ends of the cable when it came to shore there are some questions with regard to the date at which the work was carried out to which i wish to call attention it was on the fifth of august eighteen fifty seven that this enterprise was first commenced under the auspices of my distinguished predecessor who i wish was here now to rejoice in its success i mean only in a private capacity 
cheers and laughter it was on the fifth august eighteen fifty eight that it was completed and it was on the fifth august more than three hundred years ago that columbus left the shores of spain to proceed on his ever memorable voyage to america it was on the fifth of august fifteen eighty three that sir hugh gilbert a worthy countryman of raleigh and drake steered his good ship the squirrel to the shores of newfoundland and first unfurled the flag of england in the very bay where this triumph has now taken place applause and it was on the same fifth of august that your sovereign was received by her imperial friend amid the fortifications of cherbourg and thereby put an end to the ridiculous nonsense about strife and dissension applause let the fifth of august be a day ever memorable among nations let it be if i may so term it the birthday of england applause among the many points which must have given every one satisfaction was the manner in which this great success was received in america hear hear there appears to have been but one feeling of rejoicing predominant among them and i cannot but think that that was not only owing to their commercial enterprise which they share along with us but also i trust more to the feelings of consanguinity and affection which i am sure we share though occasionally disturbed by international disputes and by differences caused by misrepresentation or hastiness it must still burn as brightly in their breasts as in ours applause i trust that not only with our friends across the atlantic but with every civilized nation this great triumph of science will prove the harbinger of peace goodwill and friendship and that england and america will not verify the first line of the stanza lands intersected by a narrow firth abhor each other but that they will by mutual intercourse arrive at the last line of that stanza and like kindred drops be mingled into one warm applause end of chapter nine recording by maria casper